This season of Merely Roleplayers contains swashbuckling violence, the threat of torture, and the exploitation of a character with impaired mental functioning. theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt, I produce the programme, and in a couple of minutes I'll turn you over to Strat, who will set the scene and introduce this season's cast of players. This is the first act of a brand new season, an aerobatical, piratical, lightning-punk adventure called The Cloud Skipper's Captain. If you listened to last week's backstage episode, then you already know a bit about the world and our eponymous captain. If you haven't caught that episode, that's no problem. Our story act episodes stand up on their own, and the backstage episodes are just there for if you're interested in the mechanics of the role-playing games we use to tell our stories. As always, the game we're playing this season runs on the Apocalypse Engine, a set of rules and principles inspired by Apocalypse World by Vincent and McGay Baker. You can find more about Apocalypse World and the genre of games powered by the Apocalypse at apocalypse-world.com. I want to say thanks up front to Smoky Bastard and their label Bomber Music for their use of our theme music this season. The track is called Mongsome Hoof, which I believe is the name of a game where you kick your shoe off your foot and someone else has to catch it in their mouth. It's off the album Tales from the Wasteland, which you can stream on Spotify, along with other frantic folk punk shanties. Just search for Smoky Bastard. That's Smoky with an E. Bastard. Ever since Strat pitched a Sky Pirate adventure, I knew I wanted to use this track, and I made up that we managed to arrange it. There's mention of a map in this episode. If you want to map read along with the players, it's pinned to our Twitter profile at Merely Roleplay, and our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. You can also find it in the program notes for this episode at merelyroleplayers.podbean.com. Now, please be warned that this production uses fog and copious lightning effects. The opening act of the Cloud Skipper's Captain will begin after this brief message. At the center of the great forest, on an island in the sky, the crow, deer, and wolf clans have been training three fearsome warriors from infancy for one purpose to protect and serve the goddess of Estra. Uh, so, how exactly are we going to do that? Protecting the goddess, I mean. Ugh. Fran lies down. Uh, Laika can't answer because she's too busy sniffing both your butts. <gasps> okay, back off, Wolf Clan. This disturbs me, uh, but not to worry, I will instantly repress it. These are the guardians of the goddess. Laika, the tiefling paladin who hails from the Wolf Clan. Nobody's touching one beautiful hair on the goddess's head as long as I'm around. Corbin, a human druid from the Crow Clan. Human! I'm a crow! And Fran, a water genasi wizard of the deer clan. So, like, is there a way to quit this job or what? This unlikely trio will venture forth into an unfamiliar world without knowing who can be trusted against the powerful dark force stalking the steps of their goddess and threatening the future of their world. Tune in every second Monday to Dames and Dragons, a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast. See you then!
Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we're all merely players. My name is Strat. I'll be setting the scene. And with me today are four jolly jacktars, four buccaneers, uh, who will be bringing the drama. Just quickly going around, if everyone could introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Alex. Hello, my name is Ellie. Hello, my name is Natalie. Hello, my name is Chris. <laughs> we are about to set sail on the good ship Cloud Skipper, a lightning trawler with its full complement of crew, which includes, of course, our four fine sailors before me. Currently, it is the dead of night. You have recently been uh, completing a, a, a fishing trip. Your cargo is, bay is full of trap lightning, ready to be delivered and sold back at port. It is a very foggy, very still, very quiet night. There is not a breath of wind to be felt. So currently, you are using your lightning propulsion to get you the rest of the way back to port, not wanting to uh, to miss the best time to sell. You just want to get back. You've been at sea for, for a long time. And uh, the captain has graciously agreed at advisement from his crew that perhaps it would be better if you uh, if you made a faster journey back. So you are quietly gliding across the top of the Arctic Ocean, the cloud sea that stretches uh, the very width and breadth of Arian, the sky kind of continent we find ourselves in, with great peaks jutting above an ever-present cloud layer crackling with lightning that your ship sails upon. Where do we find each of you? I'm currently in the crow's nest, um, looking out, as is my want, mm-hmm. um, a surveying area, making sure everything is fine and dandy and nothing is sort of heading our way. Um, obviously, it's dark, can't see a great deal. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sort of looking for any sort of like lightning arcs above the clouds. Yeah, I think it's a bit stormy. There's occasional Mm. flashes of lightning, both from the cloud above and the actual sky ocean itself. There's kind of a... The sky ocean is always crackling with a slight amount of lightning, so there's always this kind of weird luminescence Mm. kind of around. You can kind of see out like this uh, like sheet of blue crackling, uh, kind of roiling uh, sea beneath you. So you're looking out, and it's foggy, it's dark, Mm. keeping a good eye out probably quite late yeah probably been on watch for quite a long time yeah you're you're there making sure they don't crash into anything bad ellie how about you i'm in the kitchen crashing about (laughs) (laughs) it's night time there might be some crew sleeping you don't mind no okay (laughs) i got things to do (laughs) what are those things oh i'm batch cooking (laughs) batch cooking gonna cook itself (laughs) hashtag prep I think so. I think maybe there's been some sort of uh, like tradition of when you've finished, like the first day back that morning when you get into dock, there's like a big like spread put on, using up all the food that you've had for the weeks out at sea, yep. ready for the fresh supplies to come in. Yep. So you're busy in the kitchen. Yep. Smashing around. Are you alone? Is, is anyone or perhaps anything with you? Got my uh, ship's cat with me. Wonderful. Please introduce your your, your ship's cat. Uh, her name's Tilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wears um, tiny little galoshes, <laughs> like little welly boots. Lovely. Doesn't like getting her paws wet. 
uh, tri-cornered hat mm-hmm. and some tiny steampunk goggles. <laughs> uh, and she's uh, she's helping me in the kitchen. Keeps it keeps the whole ship clear of uh, mice and rats. Oh, absolutely. Steady on. Apart from that one big deck rat you can't seem <laughs> to get rid of. <laughs> A very important, critical member of, mm. of the crew, of course. Yeah. Natalie, how about you? I reckon I'm uh, I'm below decks with a couple of the crew members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've done my uh, my checks on the ship for for the evening, and we're probably just uh, playing some cards or rolling some dice or some kind of sky piratical <laughs> game, some kind of gambling game. Yeah, a game of bet. Mm. Uh, and finally, Chris. I imagine if the helmsman, if it's night time, mm-hmm. the helmsman isn't going to be in the cold, dark, wet of a storm. So the deck rat is going to be out on the deck, steering this ship, <laughs> muttering to himself about how he hates the helmsman and how he hates being out in the cold and how he hates this ship and everybody on it. <laughs> the, yes, the helmsman is is uh, taking very well-deserved rest. Uh, rest. Helmsman Nell, she has been... Uh, piloting through the more dangerous parts of uh, of the Fisher journey and you're kind of on the home stretch now they'll just really at this point they'll let anybody helm the ship so um, but seeming as you seem to have a bit of a knack for it and everyone else more important is probably wanting to be asleep or having fun they are, uh, they are doing that so there is uh, a second uh, part of your business on sea uh, as you are all very aware of and that is the movement of perhaps illicit goods or indeed getting people that you don't ask questions about to, to other destinations. And currently on board are two of those people. You have put them in a, a cabin that uh, is kind of designed to, not not for people necessarily, but it's whatever you're travelling. So when there's people there, maybe they, they throw in a few blankets and, you know, maybe a couple of sacks of straw or something to keep them company, uh, company to keep them comfy. <laughs> but it's, uh, they just talk to them every good whoa, chat. Whoa, very, what's going on here? <laughs> very conversational straw. It's my good friend, Mr. Sack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there are two people. There's a man and a woman. You do not know their names. The first mate, Willis Huxley, picked them up. As you were passing by Sleep Drift on your way back to Grimspire, where you currently are. Um, so you've kind of been fishing out around in the south. So you're going past Sleep Drift. Maybe you stopped in for some you know, just top up on supplies or see what's going on. But it seemed like the primary purpose was to collect these two individuals. And you know you are taking them onwards to Grimspire, which is where you plan to offload all of the lightning that you have, uh, have have captured. I think, Ellie, this room that you keep them in uh, is is kind of clear. The kitchen's near the stores. Yeah, right. um, it's around there. It's kind of down in the, in the depths of the, uh, of the ship. And I would like you to roll for me. Why? What for? Uh, we'll find out. So I'd like you to roll Savvy real quick. Okay, that's a plus two. Nine. So despite all the banging and clattering and pleasant meowing of Tilly... <laughs> mow, mow, mow. <laughs> so helpful. <laughs> you hear some muttering outside. What's that? A woman's voice and, uh, and a man's voice. Well, you can hear Mr. and Mrs. Sack having a chat. Um, and you don't quite, you can't quite catch the whole of the conversation, but you hear, not long now, we better get in position. And you hear footsteps head up, probably towards the deck. If only I had a tin can with a string on to alert someone. 
I'm going to write a little note mm-hmm. that says Mr. and Mrs. Sack are suspicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tie it to Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to send her. Oh, who's the most <laughs> to send her to? <laughs> I'm going to send her to my deck rat friend, Mr. Starkey. We'll, we'll let Tilly pat her around and we'll see what uh, Chris makes of that in just a second. <laughs> but she's got to get up to, to the top. Um, and just for those on the, the, the deck, um, again, very quiet, very still mm. night, but the fog is starting to, to, to pick up. It's getting more and more foggy. Alex, your, your time at sea, and in mm. fact Chris as well, both mm. of you, this is a bit weird. Fog doesn't generally just come out of nowhere like it builds up over time but this is quite a sudden influx of fog and cloud and it gets to a point where it's so thick around you chris you only see tilly appear when maybe she's a few meters ahead of you she kind of appears out of mm-hmm. this fog so really it's like not quite like being inside a smoke machine kind of mm. that sort of thing. Sure. inside a smoke machine like really <laughs> an 80s music video yeah exactly <laughs> like you suddenly the, the lights are banging um, are, there, are there any lasers <laughs> no but the lightning cracking through does uh, make some very nice oh, okay. shadows it's... If, you, if you're on a bar stool now's the time to stand up for the key check yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and so Tilly patters out mm-hmm. uh, sort, of, sort of starts rubbing her head against uh, mm. against her leg like meowing, yeah. kind of just kind of pouring at your trousers and trying to get your attention. What do you want? And she kind of sits and just kind of presents uh, tight around her column or her collar yeah, maybe. Tuck it, tuck so she kind of collar. lifts her head and you can see a little bit of paper poking out. And I think you've maybe there's... Oh, it's a sister. This is a sister. This yeah. is, you've, you've, you've kind of got this word out before. So you know this is Ellie wants to tell you something that she doesn't want to necessarily others people know. Oh, all right, let me have a look at this. And I take the bit of paper. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Sack. Who on earth, Mr. and Mrs. Sack? Come on. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sack, suspicious, right. Right. So I think Ellie wouldn't have necessarily written a, <laughs> a note that she knew you would understand. So I, I got to put in there that uh, when you are referring to, to the things that you're moving around because the captain isn't to know about this, you need code words. And, and you refer to whatever the cargo is mm. that you're carrying. It's just the sacks, because it's just a general thing. It could be sacks of anything. Um, so when Ellie is saying Mr. and Mrs. Sack, sure. that's it's, it's just a slang. You need to give you need to That's pretty clear, actually. I think that's <laughs> pretty clear. So and you... Tilly says, now come on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tilly. <laughs> you, are, uh, you are now aware. Uh, and uh, just as you've, um, you, you've read that and you're saying you hear footsteps... Come up behind you, and uh, and a voice. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, a voice behind you goes, Ha-ha! Well there, me lad. This is quite a, quite, oh, what do you call it? Quite a, quite, um, quite a, fair, oh, a fog. Quite a fog we'll find ourselves in, eh? Hmm? And you get a big smack on the back. <laughs> and it is Captain Billy, <laughs> known to those far and wide as the resistor. You see him, his uh, trademark lightning scars adorn his body, and uh, you have that continual feeling that you get like, how is this forgetful old, loud, strange man such a legend? Mm. It, it <laughs> makes very little sense. Mm, hello, Captain! How's it going, Chris? I uh, see what's-her-name has put you on, uh, on, on the steering duty, eh? Huh? Nell. Yeah. Nell, yes, that's it, one of my first hires, yes. 
Yes, absolutely. I knew I was onto a, a good one when I got brought here on board, eh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, hmm. we close to shore? Yes. Uh, I think. Uh, I'll talk to him upstairs, sir. Ah, yes, him upstairs. Excellent, yes. Uh, uh, Alex? I hear over the two-way <laughs> radio my, my voice. I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, what's, what's going on? Uh, I've got, I got uh, the resistors with me down here. Uh, I'll do, Captain. Hello! <laughs> He's forgotten that he can just talk through things. He's just yelling now at you up uh, into the fog. Evening, Captain. Yeah, a bit, bit of a fog we've got. Yes, I was just talking to Chris here. It's very terrible. Everything okay up there? Yeah, there's not much to report, really. I can't see a lot due to the fog, but it's uh, it's certainly suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, mm. we'll uh, keep going forwards. That's what I always <laughs> say. It's always done well with me. And just as he says that, there is a sputter at a start, and the ship, everyone aboard can feel it kind of lurch a bit. <laughs> and the kind of quiet, ever-present hum of your propulsion fades. And you slowly slide to a stop. And Natalie, you are very aware of this. Yes. The most thing. And as this happens, the captain goes, huh, it's a bit odd. Hardly ever happens. You... You won, pointing mm. at you, Chris. Yeah. Go and go down and get Cobb and Natalie and find out what's going on, would you? Uh, you yes, sir. Of course, sir. Yes, of course. I'll take the wheel. Uh, <laughs> sir, how about, um, uh, well, I don't, I don't mean to uh, put you off. Uh, how about a little nap? A nap? You know how much you like naps. Oh, I do love a good nap. <laughs> go and have a nap, sir. Yes, I think I will. Excellent. And I know sir. just the place. Your cabins. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. I'll go and get Cobb and Natalie, sir. Absolutely. You might want to let Willard know this is going on. It seems the sort of thing that he'd probably know about or do something about. Yes. Excellent. Good show. Well, carry on. Bye. Nothing without you. Mm-hmm. And he wanders away, apparently, to have a good nap. I scuttle down the stairs and I sort of slink through the sort of dark little corridors mm-hmm. until I find... Natalie, you, girl, goggles, check yeah. it out. I feel like as soon as the ship has stopped, mm-hmm. I've probably already oh, and gone up to go and get Cobb. Yeah, I think that sure. reaction that's happening is you're passing each other in the corridor. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you didn't, he didn't need to be already on you it, anything. You'll just walk straight past him. Babe, I'll go back to the wheel. To... I'm going to go and get Cobb. Cool. Um, and where are you going to look for him? Uh, in his, I, I reckon he he's probably gone to sleep. So I've I've gone to his cabin or his bunk. Sure. Okay. So I think it's, it's kind of bunks and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you were up there, um, and he is not there. Oh, no. His bunk is empty. In fact, it seems like pretty much all of the, the kind of hammocks that uh, sit where the kind of senior crew is all seem to be empty. Uh, in that case, I go charging back into the hold where I was playing cards mm-hmm. with... Am I allowed to have had a few crew members there with yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, say yeah. You, there's, there's kind of general crew, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to charge back in there and be like, has, uh, has anyone seen seen Cobb or uh, Rosemary Willard? I kind of look, I don't know, we've just no. been sat here. I mean, I guess if, if what's going on, they're probably... I don't know, maybe they're checking the engine or something, shouldn't Shouldn't you be doing something about this? You've... Yeah, yeah, I, I can get on it. I, you is uh, Crystal I, hanging around? I'm probably the... loitering, but sort of begrudgingly making my <laughs> way back up to the deck. Oi, you! Huh? What? 
See if you can find Cobb. I'm going to have a look at the engine. See if you can find Cobb. We don't have an engine. Oh, no, you do, because it's the lightning, the propulsion yes. thing, that's, yeah, yeah. and that's what stops. So that makes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you're going to have a, a little look see at. Cool. So you're making your way to the engine room, yes. Chris. You're making your way... To find Cobb. To find Cobb. Uh, Alex, other, you are still mm. up top. From where you are, you can't really see the deck anymore. No. The fog has really come in. It's, it's, it's really heavy. And you see, just out of the corner of your eye... It feels like a large shadow just go from kind of behind periphery of vision on one side and just mm. fly past to the other side. <laughs> or a sky dog. <laughs> we can only hope. I'm going to whip round and sort of, because I'll probably feel it rather more than see it. It's one of those peripheral things like when you think you see a spider or something. Just go and just like, <laughs> I look out, like I bring my spyglass out and I instantly take a look straight through it. Okay. Just fog. Just fog, nothing. I've radioed down. Hello, Stark, are you still there? He's not. Stark, you... Shit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make my way down. Okay. I'm going to make my way down the rigging and onto the deck to see if I can find anyone because I can't see anything up there. But clearly, I'm not happy with what's going on. Mm-hmm. My superstitious mind is a whirring mm-hmm. with all the sort of myths and legends that it could be because it's a shadowy figure. I'm like, oh. Yep. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm instantly trying to find somebody do I bump into anyone? Um, so halfway down the rigging, again, you still can't see mm. the bomb, but you hear voices. Mm. But there's a handful now. You can't really tell how many... You're still quite high up. There's yeah. kind of a gaggle of voices, but there seems to be a little bit of a crowd, and you kind of hear kind of muttering and curses, and you hear a voice that uh, you would recognise as Nell, the hounds person, say, oh, I sent him up here, he's... He's meant to be here. I don't know. You go check his cabin. I'll see if he's, I don't know, wandered off and fallen overboard or something, the old idiot. And then footsteps start moving away. I start making my way further down because I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I think it's now, I start sliding down one of the ropes rather than clambering down the rigging. Sure. Yeah, so you can I absolutely slide, do that. slide down one of the ropes and just whisper, Now. Yeah? Who is it? It's Alex. Oh. What are you doing up here? Well, I'm down here, Alpha. Shouldn't you be up top? Well, yeah, but there's stuff moving around. I can't see it, but there's stuff moving around. Uh, really? What sort, of, what, what sort of stuff? What are you seeing? I ain't seen nothing. That's my point. It's too foggy. This fog, it's unnatural. I don't like it. It's suspicious. She goes, just do your job. It's not your job to think. It's your job to look out. Ooh. Yeah, but, but I have looked out and I'm notifying you of it. Why aren't you going to do anything about it? There's a bit of a pause and she thinks she goes, no, no, I'll do something about it. I'll uh, find, I'll find the captain. I've just spoken to the captain. Have you? Where, where was he? Oh, he was, he was up, he was up with, with Starkey at the Elm. Oh, yeah. You, you know where he's, uh, you know where he's gone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's, uh, where can I find him? Well, uh, better tell him what's going on, haven't I? Well, no, we've told him what's going on. He already knows. Oh, well, does he know about these shapes and this... Well, no, that's why I'm coming to tell you. You know he's a bit useless. He's not going to know anything about this anyway. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, tell me where he went. I'll, I'll go and relay the message. Good, but we don't need job. to tell him. We need to do something about it now. We're the ones who do stuff on this ship. Why are you stopping me? What do you intend to do about fog? Look, you just just do your job. I'll go and tell the captain what's going on and um, we'll let him t- make a decision for once, shall we? I'm sure he can handle a bit of fog. I'm sure he's going to yeah, all right, turn yeah. back on you and walk away. Oh, no, by the way, uh, if, you, if you want to know where he went... Mm-hmm. He went, he, he went below deck. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. And she turns around and heads back 
stand I'm, below deck. I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. This is all a bit odd. Cool. Usually when like Nell would like talk to me, something would happen. Mm. Like she, she would go off and do something. Mm. But there's there's like a resistance. Yeah. Don't like it. way to the engine room hoping to find uh cob there you don't but you're now in the engine room you can see that yeah it, it is stopped i'm going to investigate pop the hood and have a look at the <laughs> machinery and all of that kind of language. excellent roll savvy for me uh, so that's the plus one yep and I think because you have your shipwright skill, you can add another plus one on there as well. Because this is this is engineering. It's what you're using to do. This is fixing yeah, the yeah. ship, possibly. That is a six, seven, eight. Eight. So mixed success. So I'm going to take a look, trying to work out what's what's not working. And the mixed success of this is you find out why it's broken, but you're not. You know, you're not going to be able to immediately fix it. It's fixable, mm-hmm. but it's not something you could do. You know, just by, you know, that's fallen out, I'll plug it in. But you get the sense looking at it that these engines don't just stop like this. Mm-hmm. You don't know how this could have just happened. Is there, like, a piece missing? Has someone tampered with it? No, but you and your knowledge of kind of ship and how it's worked, if you were thinking to yourself, if you wanted to sabotage a lightning propulsion engine, this is probably how you'd do it. All right. So upon seeing that, I'm going to have a, a little snoop around the engine room to make sure I am alone. There's no one because if it's clearly been tampered with or something has gone wrong that is unnatural, then mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm not going to suddenly be ambushed while yep. I'm in here by the person who did it. Is that a roll? Yeah, so roll um, roll Sappy for me again because you're investigating stuff. An 11. You find someone. Oh, no. Uh, you go around the corner uh, of the engine. It's a big engine in this kind of room. And you go around the corner. And around the corner, you suddenly spot Cobb was in the room. And he stood there with a wrench. And he looks at you. And his face just drops. It's like he's been caught by someone that really matters. Oh, no. And without a word, he just runs out the other door <gasps> of the engine room. It was Cobb with a wrench in the engine room. <laughs> So we will find out Daddy! how you react to that in a second. But Ellie, so your your message is going there. You've well, I've done my job. I've sent off my message. Still doing my cooking. What happens is with Natalie's discovery of Cobb in the engine room and him running, he is going to pelt past your kitchen, running very fast. He's going to try. I've got a frying pan in my hand. <laughs> um, what are you okay? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? I'm going to swing it at him. No running in my kitchen. Oh, so he's running past the kitchen. Oh, so not through I'm, the kitchen, so I'm past gonna the kitchen. I'm going to run out with my frying pan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try and hit him with it. Okay, so is your intent to to stop him? It's to stop him. Okay, uh, so roll Burley. Got plus one. Nine. What happens is he is going to uh, run past and you are going to uh, swing at his kind of legs in attempt to trip. He is going to fall over and stop, but he is going to kind of get up and kind of limp away. So you, have, whatever he was going to do, you have slowed him down. He's not going to uh, achieve what he was meant to be within the near term. Uh, and you now are in a position where you can try and like catch him. I can him follow up. him, yeah. yeah. And he's just going to turn around and go, 
Oh, bloody hell, what the hell do you think you're doing with that? I didn't know who it was. People were acting suspicious this evening, so I went out and I took action. Well, you didn't, Cobb. <laughs> well, don't you notice we've stopped moving? I'm trying to get up and, uh, and alert the captain. How about you just stay in the kitchen where you're meant to be? All right, sexist. I think I would have run after him. Okay, so while this is happening, Natalie, you're going to, to come out and he's going to just say, shouldn't you be in the kitchen being you know, the cook at all? And he's going to look over your shoulder and he's going to see Natalie and he is just going to go, oh, bloody hell. And he's going to, again, try and go back. And this time he's going to, he's clearly going up to uh, up to the deck. Uh, Natalie, are you going to want to, as you come in and see him and see this uh, happening between Ellie and Cobb, is there anything you would like to do or say? Or I, I mean, like I'm, I'm not exactly sure what has happened yet, but I know he's done something mm-hmm. wrong. So I'd probably try and signal to Ellie to try and hold him if he can. Yeah, I mean, you can tell her. Yeah, like, you can <laughs> feel free to communicate. Stop that Cobb. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try. So how, has he actually started running away? Yes, he's hobbling away. He's, he's a few steps away from you. I'm going to try and tackle him to the floor. Cool. Roll Burley again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boom. 11. I take a little runner. Yeah. Then body slam him to the floor. <laughs> so, yeah, you I just... I do like one of those flying leaps where I like <laughs> starfish out and just yeah. go thump down on him. Yeah, there's no real technique. It's just speed and brute force and he yeah he he is down and you have uh yeah you pinned him to uh, the ground uh, and he's not going anywhere he's like, oh, get off me what the hell do you think you're doing don't struggle <laughs> <laughs> sinister um, cool wow uh, so I, i've run up as well and i'm uh i'm distraught what what have you done Cobb? he's, he's just gonna go look you don't know what you're getting yourself into just just let me up, pretend you didn't see any of this. Go to sleep. He's the reason the engines have stopped. I'm 90% sure of it. Cobb. Look, I said, you, you don't want any part of this, all right? Just just turn your backs. Let it happen. No, you tell us what it is that's going on, and then we'll decide what we want to do. If we don't want to be involved, we won't be. But we do want to know what's happening. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's going to... So uh, roll me... Um, uh, what was it? Persuasion. What did we say? Persuasion. Uh, savvy. 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 Yeah, run savvy. See if uh, if that argument. Oh, uh, 11, 12, 13. Look, I didn't, I didn't want to be any part of this. All right, the others, the others made me, but she, she's she's coming. She's she's come she's come back for the captain. Who? Oh, you don't want to know. We thought you'd left that woman behind us. We thought she'd never darken our doorstep again. But she, she's back. Just look. Let me. Let me go up, see if I can, I don't know, get the others back on side, something, but they're doing this, it's happening. Would I know who he's talking about? Yeah, no. No. Look, whoever this person is, what is it that you're trying to do? What's your plan? They said if I didn't help, that was it. We just, we've just got to get him off, off the ship with her, and then that, that's, that's it, that was the deal done. She so there's thought. some big bad lady who's after the captain, and you're up for just handing him over. That's what's happening? It's not quite that. Simple, but yeah. That's right, about so it's that simple, you nasty <laughs> little scrote of a man. <laughs> well, look, Cobb, if, if you're being threatened into having to do this, like, tell us, we can, we can help you sort it out. We can stop this, surely. You don't know what she's like. You don't know what she's capable of. Unless you want to go up against the entire crew, I don't know what else there is we can do. Well, who else is in on this? They all are. Every one of them, other than India, she's, she says she wouldn't do anything to help, but she wouldn't stop it. Right, so that's you, 
Willard, Rosemary, Nell, and Wex. All of you. Yeah. Mm. I think I'd hear a ruckus. Yeah. So I think like the mess bit before, mm-hmm. where, where I sort of bumped into you, and I got called back. So I think I'll probably hear this clang of a sort <laughs> of a, a frying pan, this thump of a body slam, and then this discussion. I don't want to get involved, mm-hmm. but I do want to listen in. Okay. So you let's yeah let's say you've been you've been skulking around a corner. So you've heard that discussion. So you know what they know. What are you going to do? Oh, I think to myself, Starkey, this is your chance. This is your chance, boy. So long you've been the deck vet. Now, you could be the first mate. <laughs> if I just save the captain, I'll take Willard's place. <laughs> <laughs> and I skulk off to the captain's... I'm going to go and try and save the captain. Cool. <laughs> uh, so skulking off sounds like you're trying to sneak up. Yes, definitely. Okay, so roll cunning for me. Plus two. Uh, Eleven. Excellent. So, yeah, without a sound, you know, you know the creaking floorboards of the ship. You know where all of the uh, all of the, the shadows are. You know that's such a top to... creeper thing to know exactly where the creeps <laughs> are. So you've got like a safe path mapped out. That's yes. so gross. Yeah. You get to the the captain's quarters and you will peek round the door. In the captain's quarters, you see the senior crew, other than Cobb, and India is also not there. And you see the the man and the woman that you had brought on board. Mr. and Mrs. Sachs. Mr. and Mrs. Sachs. <laughs> it's just Sack, guys. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Sack would be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Sack has... <laughs> guys, I mean, they are the Sacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Sacks. But the woman, specifically, mm-hmm. has a very ornate cutlass held to the captain's throat and just as you poke around the door you hear her say just tell me where it is Billy and no one need get hurt I'm just sort of peering around the corner right like mm-hmm. little little overbite just peering around mm-hmm. and uh, do I have my my mop yeah, you, yeah strapped you've got in my back sure yeah I just want to whistle down the corridor mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm going to sure. start mopping down the corridor okay. as like a distraction. And I'm like, oh, Captain, did you have your nice nap? <laughs> did you have your nice nap, Captain? And I'm just going to mop around a bit. <laughs> and I'm going, Captain? And I'm going to get louder and louder. Sure. So what, what's, your, what, what's your intention here? I want, what, sort what? Of like, I want to sort of draw, maybe try and draw people away. Then I'm going to sort of run away. And then try and draw more attention to what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So maybe these guys might come running or... Whatever, but I want him to hear my voice. Right. I want the captain to know. Okay. That so it's me. if he survives, he'll know. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, if not, I know all the secret places to hide in. You're you're gonna. So you do that. Roll cunning to see how well this works for you. Ooh, that's a mixed success. That's a seven. So uh, you hear. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, everything's, uh, everything's, everything's okay, I think. Yes, probably everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and then just as that happens, you kind of get the sense that clearly the woman in the room has kind of given someone the nod. And the, uh, the man that came aboard with her, uh, he exits the room and he has to, he has to duck down quite considerably to come out of this room. At his full height, he is pushing seven foot and he is huge. He is all muscle. 
and he is just going to look down at you. Get out of here, little one. Absolutely right you are, sir. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, right. Uh, Good. Uh, Let me accompany you, eh? Oh, no. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think we're going for a little walk. Oh, no, um, how about... And his big hand kind of just puts itself on his shoulder and he's going to walk you back towards... Nothing ever goes to the that's all safe. But he is a, a good person not to have in that room. Right. So you feel like there's a pretty big threat for the captain. Has Literally, big threat has been taken out of the captain. How well that's going to go for you? Mm, you basically know. saying, Stark, you idiot, you bloody idiot. <laughs> uh, Alex. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> no. uh, you are atop the uh, the the crows. I think up there you are going to hear a quick <laughs> and a funk <laughs> funk, and it feels sounds like something has hit the ship. What side? Uh, port side. Okay, so that's the left side <laughs> of the ship. Is the Someone's left been side. doing their research. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so I hear those two things. Would with my knowledge of. I nearly said shippery then. That's not what it's called. <laughs> good but research then. Good naval, naval, uh, naval sort of knowledge. Would I know what that was or would I recognise that sound? You don't, I don't think you'd recognise exactly what it mm-hmm. is, but the, the sound of hitting, it sounded like something hit and embed. Mm-hmm. It didn't bounce off. It was kind of a, it sounded like something gone in and stayed there. I'm going to go down and check. I'm, I'm going to radio down. Can anyone hear me? So this is a speaker yeah. at the bottom of thing right so it's like you're doing a little announcement yeah yeah uh, can I, the clean thing. up on so, our three um roll cunning for me oh boy just to see if anyone does hear you and who it is it's a mighty seven cool no six fail so someone has heard you <laughs> probably not the person you wanted to hear but they can't see me and I can't see them. Yeah. So that does play to my favour. Yeah. So I'm going to make my way carefully, not down the main mast, but I'm going to go down out to the rigging to the port side to see sure. if I can find what's been embedded into the okay. um, into the ship. Sure. So you get down there and you see there are two very thick, heavy ropes yeah. on the end of kind of harpoons. Mm-hmm. Harpoons have dug into the ship and the ropes lead uh, kind of like down okay, into so they've the... Fired they've been fired up. And the, uh, the, the ropes, uh, yeah... Lead downwards. Oh. I lean over and see if I can see anything over the side. Do I see anything, or is it more fog? It's just more fog. Have I got? An, I haven't got anything sharp on me at all, do I? <laughs> um, so I can't dislodge them. I, c- I can attempt to dislodge them. Yeah, screw it. Why not? I'm yeah, going sure. to uh, dislodge them. Uh, roll burly. Roll burly. <laughs> no. Snake eyes. you. You tug on them. And you, you <laughs> stab yourself. <laughs> you're tugging on them, uh, and as you do, you have been so focused mm. on the task at hand that when you hear a click of a pistol and you feel cold steel just press into the nape of your neck, you just hear a voice, a voice you know very well of Rosemary. Give me one good reason, Alex. One good reason. Mums have had to pretend to put up with you. How about we step away, yeah? My, hand, my hands gingerly go up. You've always known when to take an order, eh? Turn around. So I turn around. <laughs> cool. And you turn around and you see there is her and there is also 
Willard Huxley stood a couple of seats uh, behind, looking okay. very, very smug. He turns to, to Rosemary and says, There's no need for us to kill any of them, I suppose, but um, we should probably put him out of harm's way for, for now. I think they're almost down, done downstairs, and, uh, and then we'll be off. So how about we just uh, time to the mast for now, eh? And uh, Rosemary's going to kind of go, yeah, right then. And she's just going to use her uh, pistol to kind of mm-hmm. gesture towards the mast that's nearest to you. Over there now. So where am I standing currently? Am I standing like just like what? Cause... Yeah, so you're right at the edge of the yeah. ship. Am I slightly above her at all? Like, am I like on a, like, a, you know, like how they have those sort of like gantries that kind of go around the things... Yeah, I think with the way that it's come up, you'd maybe mm. just stepped up onto like yeah. the, the yeah the rails that go along there. So you'd kind of you know like kids step one rung up on yeah. the fence to look over. Yeah, you yeah. kind of done that. So you're yeah you're maybe a foot or so above her. I've been threatened. Mm. She threatened me. I'm going to attempt to jump, flip over her, and punch her in the back of the head. Okay. <laughs> uh, so first of all, roll flare to see if you can jump over her. However, this is effortless. Yeah. Less so you can, you can have plus three. So I'm gonna have plus three. Okay. That's a seven. So I'll say you get to do the first bit of that. Yeah. Um, So you've jumped over here, but uh, as you go to punch at her, she kind of ducks Mm -hmm. and you'll punch above her head. Mm -hmm. I scarper and I I, I start running swiftly away. So I take one, she ducks and I run into the fog. Say what? You've been listening to Merely Roleplayers with Ellie, Nat, Starkey and Alex as themselves, sort of, playing a game designed and run by Strat using the Powered by the Apocalypse engine. I'm your producer, Matt. Many thanks to Smoky Bastard and their label Bomber Music for the use of this season's theme song, Mong Some Hoof, from the album Tales from the Wasteland. Go to bombermusic.com or search for more from Smoky Bastard on Spotify. If you enjoy the programme, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Listen Notes, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay and at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Merely Roleplayers is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Join us for more drama next episode.